0: You are listening to As a Woman, episode 101, Understanding Your Period. In this episode, I'm talking about the basics of knowing what your period means, what is normal, and what is not. Welcome to As A Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey, friends, welcome back. Well, Talking about the period is not something new to this podcast or to any of my platforms, but I have seen lately an increase of misinformation surrounding your period and specifically what is normal, what is not, and what do you need treatment for and what is appropriate treatment. So, this all started for two main reasons. One is that on TikTok, I know I have seen so many people telling me that they don't know what a normal period is. And on Instagram, when I made a post about checking ovulation, and that's my recent YouTube, the comments are floored with, is this normal, is this normal, is this normal? And so what brought me to all these platforms at the very beginning was simply this. If we don't know what normal is, how do we talk about the abnormal? How do we know what to do? And even the very basics, so this is where I am starting. If you are having regular periods, you are ovulating. I got in a little TikTok fight about this because people were telling me, I have regular periods, but I don't ovulate. Therefore, my doctor put me on Clomid or Femara or whatever. But friends, if you have a regular period, you are ovulating. You are, and I'm going to explain why. It may be that you can't detect your ovulation, or that the tests are not done at the right time or the right test it is much more likely that you have a faulty test versus just you are not ovulating when your period is regular. Now, you can have bleeding if you're not ovulating. That's called anovulatory bleeding. But by the hallmark of it, it's irregular. It is not occurring at normal cyclic intervals. And you can have irregularly regular periods. So I think most women think in their brain, oh, if my period doesn't come this month, if I skip full months, that's irregular. But actually, a regular period is defined at occurring at a very predictable interval, usually within one to two days of expected. So if you are tracking your cycles, open your app up and see if the day that it is expecting your period to come is your period coming within one to two days of that range. And look at your cycle links. Are your cycle links consistent? 27 days, 29 days, 28 days, all of that. So let's start some basics. What is normal and counting? We're gonna go over what causes what with the period, a few tidbits, and why certain treatments are not the right thing for you to do if you have regular periods when to seek a doctor. So number one, what is a normal period? A normal period, day number one is the first day of full flow. So that's how you start counting, that's a common question. First day you start actually having bleeding, that's considered day number one. You count each day, and the day before your next full flow day, that's your last day, and that's gonna give you your cycle length. On the whole, cycle lengths can be anywhere between 21 to 35 days and be normal, but it should be consistent for you. Meaning, Sally may have a period that comes every 21 to 23 days, that's fine. Becky may have a period that comes every 34 to 35 days, also fine. Karen has a period that one month is 21 days, one month is 34 days, not fine, not normal, okay? So even though anywhere within that range is normal and can be a sign of an ovulatory cycle, it should come at the same time point for you. So if it's hopping and shifting all over the place, that's a sign something may be off. So you want to know. On the other hand, periods that are longer than 35 days are rarely normal. That's far outside what most women will experience. So if you are wanting to get pregnant and your period is not obeying what I just said, it's not regularly consistent and between 21 to 35 days, do not pass go. Go get an evaluation right now. Stop, stop. And your hormone experts, your reproductive endocrinologists all over the country, the number one thing we do to find out if you are ovulating is get a history. We get a really detailed menstrual history. That's gonna tell us what we need to know. You don't see tons of us bringing you in for progesterone tests or doing these other things because a good menstrual pattern history is the number one most predictable factor that you are ovulating because nothing else gives you a regular period pattern the end. It's that easy. I like it when my job is easy, so I will take that side of things. So what is a period? A period is an organized shedding of the endometrium, the lining of the uterus, because a pregnancy did not occur and the uterus wants to get ready for the next pregnancy. If we take the simplest version of the menstrual cycle explanation I can give, imagine you have a vault inside your ovary and that's where all your eggs live. You guys know I love the vault analogy. Each month, a group of eggs comes out of the vault. In a given month, those eggs are either destined to die or to ovulate. So, in a normal cycle, what happens is each egg is inside a follicle. The brain sends out follicle stimulating hormone, or FSH. FSH is a well named hormone, it stimulates a follicle to grow. As that follicle grows, it gets bigger, the egg inside it gets more mature and makes more estrogen. When it gets to the mature size, an egg makes about 200 picograms per milliliter of estrogen. When the brain has seen 200 picograms for 50 hours, so look, this isn't just hoo-ha, we actually know. Then the brain says, hey, the only thing that makes this much estrogen is a mature egg. I'm going to now send out a surge of LH. LH is luteinizing hormone. LH tells that follicle to rupture, so the cyst ruptures and the egg is released. That egg then has to be picked up by the fallopian tube, fertilized if it's going to be fertilized or not. But that LH is the trigger to ovulate. After you ovulate, we now enter the luteal phase. So when we talk about the two phases of the cycle, we have the follicular phase, the time from day one of your cycle until ovulation, when a follicle is growing. And then after ovulation, we have the luteal phase, the time from ovulation until your next period. Officially, if you get pregnant, the luteal phase doesn't end. But what we're talking about is that the luteal phase is very hormone dependent. It requires the brain and the ovary to communicate. So after that initial LH surge, the body then sends out LH and pulses stimulating that follicle which has now formed the corpus luteum to make progesterone also in pulses. Also in pulses guys, also in pulses. I'm going to come back to this because it's my number one pet peeve. But that progesterone is preparing the endometrium for an implantation. The corpus luteum expires. It does not live forever. The brain corpus luteum relationship can only last for two weeks. What that means is the corpus luteum must be rescued by a pregnancy, which would implant and make HCG, human chorionic gonadotropin. So you might have heard HCG can rescue the corpus luteum. That's what has to happen. So when you are not pregnant, your body then has a drop in progesterone as your corpus luteum dies. That's the trigger to the inside of the uterus. Pregnancy did not occur. Please get rid of the endometrium and then that progesterone drop causes a period. At that same time, when you start the period, process is starting over again, new group of eggs out of the vault, brain sends out FSH, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, housekeeping items. Nothing causes a period besides progesterone withdrawal. Progesterone dropping stimulates the body to release endometrium. And nothing makes progesterone besides a corpus luteum or a pregnancy, okay? You can have periods if you're taking progesterone pills. So some women who don't ovulate, your doctor may give you Provera or medroxyprogesterone. This will cause you to have a period. Or if you're on birth control pills, one of the components in the combined oral contraceptive pill is progesterone. And so when you take those sugar pills or you stop the pill, you then get a progesterone withdrawal bleed. So the mechanism is the same whether it's from medication or from your body. It is the change of progesterone from high to low that is the trigger to the uterus that it's time to bleed. Our bodies are so interesting and complicated, but the truth is all these different organs do not know what's happening. They talk through hormone signals. So the uterus does not know what's happening in the ovary and the ovary doesn't know what's happening in the brain. The brain doesn't know what's happening in the ovary, but they use these hormone signals to trigger what is going on. So a mature egg is making high estrogen. That estrogen is stimulating the lining of the uterus to grow and also triggering the brain to send out LH once it's at that mature level. Once you have enough LH, that's assigned from the brain to the ovary, release the egg. Then those constant LH pulses are assigned from the brain to the ovary, make progesterone. Progesterone is a assigned from the ovary to the uterus, support the lining, get ready for a pregnancy. And when no pregnancy happens, progesterone drops, and that's the signal from the ovary to the uterus, hey, time to shed and get this started again. Again, progesterone's made in pulses. If you check a progesterone level anywhere in the mid-luteal phase, so about a week after ovulation, it should be between three to 40 nanograms per milliliter. Three to 40, that's a huge range. All of those numbers are normal. I do not want somebody telling you it needs to be 10 made-believe number, made-believe number because this is hard to study. Somebody wanted to study it. Anywhere between 3 to 40 is sufficient, and all it tells us is that you ovulated because it's pulsing. Nothing, no test, gives you a quality of ovulation. Oh, I didn't have a strong ovulation. That doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. Oh, I didn't ovulate good enough. Nope, also not true. And This is very important to be timed correctly. So if you check a progesterone two days after ovulation, it may not be high enough. If you check a progesterone right before you're going to have a period, it's going to be low. Progesterone deficiency, estrogen dominance, of course, that is the luteal phase. So I think the number one thing that happens is women say, I have a regular period, but I'm not ovulating, because they got bad information. They got bad data. Maybe they took a test at the wrong time. They were given bad information by a provider. They bought a direct-to-consumer test that is not valid. Something's going on to make you think that you're not ovulating because it's a bad test, it's poorly timed, or some other factor. If your period's regular, you're ovulating. You are ovulating. Now, if your period is irregular, one is that you still can't have a period. It can either be from random irregular ovulation, So at some point, a group of follicles comes out of the vault and is triggered by FSH. It just happens at unpredictable intervals. Or it's truly anovulatory bleeding. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual multivitamin every day Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperature starting to warm up, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. I like to think about this as overflow of your cup. Estrogen from all those small follicles. Each follicle makes some estrogen. You just don't get those big bucks, 200-picogram levels until you have a mature egg. But each egg makes a little bit of estrogen. So it's like having a faucet on drip constantly. If you never ovulate and turn out the faucet or dump over the cup, eventually a faucet on drip will overflow the cup. That is what anovulatory bleeding is. It tends not to be like a normal period. I'm putting that in quotes. It might have more spotting. It might go on longer. It's certainly very unpredictable. It can be heavy, but so if you say, I haven't had a period for three months and now I bled for two weeks, that's not a period. That's an anovulatory bleed. You can have the irregular ovulations also, which means something's disconnecting, but your body is trying. These can often be from high prolactin levels, thyroid, PCOS, medications, stress, a variety of factors. So it's very important for me and for every REI out there for you to know a couple things. Number one, if your periods are not regular, do not waste your time. Please go see a fertility doctor right away. If your periods are regular, you are ovulating. We have a lot of different ways for you to try to track when you ovulate to try to get pregnant faster. So we have ovulation predictor kits or OPKs. These detect the LH surge, so that will be positive the day before ovulation. We have basal body temperature where you check your temperature every day and you see an increase after you ovulate once the body starts making progesterone because progesterone causes an elevated body temperature. And we have cervical mucus monitoring which is checking the mucus around the cervix, and that's to check for that type four egg white sticky mucus that is consistent with the day of ovulation. And then there's the calendar method, which if you take the average length of the luteal phase, which is 14 days, and you subtract that from your total cycle length, you'll get an estimate of when you ovulate. So we have ways to try to help you get pregnant faster by knowing when you ovulate and timing that with intercourse because the egg only lives for 24 hours. But if you're having regular periods and you go to a doctor and you say, I've been having regular periods for 12 months and we've had intercourse and we're not pregnant. The number one appropriate next step is a complete evaluation. Semen analysis, fallopian tubes, ovarian reserve testing. The next step is not to say, here's some Clomid and try that for a few months. And the reason why, is that Clomid or medications for ovulation induction are only helpful in the setting of number one, you do not regularly ovulate, or number two, you have unexplained infertility, so all your tests are normal, and, that's a big and, you are using ovulation induction with an IUI or an intrauterine insemination. Clomid or letrozone alone in ovulatory people who are timing intercourse, adds nothing to your chance of getting pregnant. Maybe that's an overstep. It adds maybe at most 1% chance of improvement. That's not worth it. That's not treating the problem of what's going on. And you really need to get an evaluation to see what is all going on. And if you fall into the unexplained infertility category, you need appropriate treatment for unexplained infertility You don't need to be wasting your time doing something that none of us believe in for unexplained. A couple notes. One is that there are OBGYNs who mean well who are doing this, or family doctors or whoever you are seeing. And the reason why is I understand there are barriers to coming to see me or another fertility doctor. There is fear of the expense of how much it will cost. Maybe there's not one in your town. And maybe your OBGYN or your doctor is trying to do everything they can to just get you pregnant. And Clomid is cheap and easy and overall low risk, so it seems like a no-brainer to them. However, they're not really trained the exact same way, and so they may not know the specifics. Some are fabulous, fabulous, wonderful at infertility treatment and workup and management, and some got three weeks in their residency and don't feel comfortable with it. So what I want you to do as the consumer is know what should be done and not be done, So if you have regular periods and you go to your doctor because you're not getting pregnant, Clomid is not the next step. It's a referral to a fertility specialist or a complete workup by your OBGYN. Fallopian tubes, ultrasound, blood work, semen analysis, all of that. And if you find a problem, great, we'll talk about that problem. If you find nothing and you have unexplained infertility, go see a fertility doctor because The gold standard for unexplained infertility is IVF. That has the highest chance and what most people will need to do. Not everybody, but most. So you should at least have that conversation and understand the process. And if you choose to do something that gives you an 8 to 10% chance of success, like Clomid IUI, that is fine as long as you understand all the data. What I really, really hate is seeing people who have regular cycles who've been using Clomid for six months, even though their cycles were regular, who had no other evaluation. And then we find out they had really low ovarian reserve or poor semen parameters or blocked fallopian tubes or some reason why they weren't going to get pregnant no matter what. And that treatment to give them a 1% chance of increase in the setting of no evaluation was completely inappropriate. And it's hard, and that actually ruins the relationship between the OB and the patient as well. We are all on the same team. We all want to see you get pregnant and go on with your life, but your fertility doctors are more trained. We are the experts, and so there are certain points where you will need to come to us. And for me, I love it either way. I have tons of great OBs in town, and I love talking to them, and I love when they do the workup, and I love when they do early treatment when appropriate. If your periods are irregular. Blood work to try to figure out why they're irregular and considering ovulation induction for a period of time is not at all wrong. But understanding if your periods are regular or not is key number one. There was a study done that shows that most women believe their periods are regular. And then when they go back and they look at their app, they actually find out that they're not when they do tracking. I would favor this whole incidence is much lower now that we have apps on our phone and people aren't tracking on a calendar because it's just more intuitive to input information electronically, so I bet that's much rarer now, but a study did show. People would report, I have a regular period, and then when asked about it, their period was not regular. A few other points, luteal phase deficiency does exist, in my opinion, it's where a body doesn't make a great corpus luteum, and this is probably on the spectrum of ovulation dysfunction. So it's like an ovulatory disorder, even though you're ovulating, the body isn't quite ovulating a strong enough follicle or making enough progesterone. And this can be seen with a short luteal phase or spotting in the luteal phase. It is debatable over if that actually impacts infertility, even though we can say this exists. Studies haven't correlated with those signs being lower in natural fertility. I can say this because I did all my fellowship research on a big population of women trying to conceive and looking at signs of luteal phase deficiency, like bleeding or like a short cycle. And we didn't find a statistical correlation with infertility. It did look like there was a trend that the shorter your cycles were, the harder it may be to get pregnant, but not with spotting or bleeding at all. So very interesting. If you had spotting, you actually were more likely to get pregnant in the next cycle. So... Even though we can say something exists, it's uncertain if it's truly strong enough of a cause to cause infertility and what treatment is warranted for it. Most of us believe if you think somebody has a luteal phase defect, you need to rule out other organic causes of this like thyroid and prolactin, and that you could consider ovulation induction with progesterone after ovulation in monitored cycles to see if that improves it. As with everything It's really important for me to understand your goals or for your doctor to understand your goals. So if your doctor doesn't ask, you need to tell. If you are 38, dealing with irregular cycles, ovulation induction may not be the right choice for you if you want three kids. Because if I get you pregnant with baby one right now, it may be really hard to get pregnant with baby two and baby three as you approach 40 and 42 or older. So, I'm a huge believer in getting a full evaluation and understanding somebody's goals. It is okay to advance to more aggressive treatment in light of your big picture goals. And we talk about that all the time. So, this podcast was to help you understand what a normal period is and when to go get help. If you're spending lots of your money and time buying over the counter tests to try to track some of these things and you're not getting consistent results, come see us. We're the experts. And if your period is not coming and it is irregular, don't waste your own time. Come see us right away. Come see us before you're ready to get pregnant. Let's try to figure out what is going on so that we can have a good game plan. Another note is that not having a period is not a good thing unless you're hormonally preventing it. So if you're taking continuous birth control or a Mirena IUD, totally different, right? Because we have a hormonal reason why you're not having a period because you're taking progesterone every day. There is no progesterone withdrawal, therefore there's no bleed. There's no physiologic reason why you have to bleed, except that if you are not taking progesterone, then your body should be bleeding. We don't want those small eggs just stimulating the lining over a long period of time. Or we don't want your body to be making no estrogen, which is another cause of having no periods. A lot of us in the field, your OBGYNs and your REIs, consider the period a vital sign. You may have heard people refer to it as that because it is telling us a lot about what your body is doing. I also wanna say that birth control pills, because you're taking estrogen and progesterone, they are telling your body what to do. So the brain and ovary, they're fine, they're not impacted, but when you stop them, the brain and ovary are going to show us what they want to do at baseline. It may be perfectly normal, It may not be. And it's not that you now have some birth control pill syndrome, something that's made up to sell books or cleanses or whatever. It's actually that, hey, now we're able to see what your body was doing and good job for you for keeping your body healthy along that time period and not getting endometrial cancer or being estrogen deficient or anything else. So there is no birth control pill syndrome. Also, birth control pills do not cause harm to your future fertility. They do not. There's zero evidence of that anywhere, and there are lots of studies for me to say this. Even in studies showing that you have a little bit of a decreased fertility at three months, and I think that's because the brain and ovaries are starting to communicate again. No difference at six months. So by six months off the pill, everybody who was ever on the pill, whether it was one month or 10 years, they are not any more likely to be not pregnant than somebody who had never took the pill. And in fact, women who took the pill longer were more likely to be pregnant. So pills are not hurting your future fertility. And in lots of cases like PCOS or endometriosis, they may have been helping you preserve your fertility. I do recommend stopping the pill about three months before you're ready to start trying to get pregnant so you can let the brain and ovary wake up and communicate and identify early problems. But remember, you should use a barrier contraception if you're not ready to get pregnant at that time. I have lots of other content around this. I have podcast episodes on the menstrual cycle, progesterone, amenorrhea. I have YouTube videos on how to use an OPK, what is a normal period. I want you to be empowered to have this information. So feel free to ask questions, share with friends. As always, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Natalie Crawford MD or listen to the YouTube channel Natalie Crawford MD. I appreciate you guys so much for all your time and for giving me some of your moments right now.